and we're back with another episode. <clears throat> so, as usual, I'm going to start off with a little bit of history. Um, I'm, going to, I'm going to skip the first one because I couldn't find any more information, but on this day in 1969, the first ever color television commercial appeared in the UK, and I mm. had it written down what it was, but um, I thought that was pretty interesting, 1969. Um, in 1989, Batman was released, uh, released on VHS, and I Ooh. believe that one would have been... Uh, that's the one with Michael Keaton, right? Yeah, the yeah. Uh, Tim Burton, yeah. Tim Burton, yeah. So, yeah. That was a pretty, pretty big film. Um, and then lastly, in 2019, Joker starring Joaquin Phoenix is the first R-rated film to earn over a billion dollars worldwide. Yeah. Yes, and apparently they want to do a sequel. That is not needed. Exactly. One likes film, the other TV. Together, they chronicle life in the peak entertainment era. It's a streamable life. If you're hearing this, we thank you for pressing play on another edition of the Streamable Life podcast with Brandon and Lauren. This week, we'll continue our celebration of American uh, Native Heritage Month with a film highlighting the Native experience. But first, we have a ton of headlines to get to in our new segment. So let's get going. First off today, uh, Microsoft celebrated 20 years of Xbox. Um, it was this date back in, I guess, 2001 where they launched their first console. Um, it was black and bulky and it was the biggest thing. <laughs> I can remember it. I got it for Christmas and, uh my dad set it up, and I played a couple minutes of, uh, oh, God, things like NFL Fever or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then um, after that, we had to head out to come to your house. So <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that was that was a big deal. Was a third contender in the sort of console wars back yeah. then. Um, and re- other news, Letitia Wright, it was reported that the Black Panther actress suffered an injury on set, which has sort of delayed uh, production right now. But it's also possible that um, her COVID status could allegedly delay the uh, film even more. Um, she is rumored to be unvaccinated, and Disney's policy is that all actors be vaccinated. So... Not sure what's going to happen there. And in related news, Disney Plus Day occurred this past Friday, and they had a slew of announcements regarding um, films and TV shows coming to the service next year, um, including multiple the multiple Marvel series that are coming up, um, the Star Wars series, new straight-to-streaming films are coming in different programs, so... Yeah. Um, it was another endless day of breaking news on the timeline. Okay. okay. All right. Um, so for me, I have some television news and movie news. Uh, Lena Waithe, the writer and director, uh, has changed 
her television home. She was with, she had a deal with Amazon, but has moved that deal to Warner Brothers Television. And in that deal, she is going to be preparing um, an upcoming series titled Hoop Dreams, which is based on the 1994 documentary, which followed two black high school students as they um, follow their dreams of becoming professional basketball players. And so this series just takes the same thing and follows two black teens in 1990s Chicago and uh, trying to become basketball players in the height of like the Michael Jordan time. So I don't know, it should be interesting. Oh uh, yeah. And given she's from Chicago, I could see that sort of working out. Right, right. So yeah, we'll keep our eyes peeled for that. And more television deals. Uh, Linda Yvette Chavez, who is a showrunner for the show Gentified, has inked a, an overall deal with 20th TV. And so she... Um, well, most of her, I don't know, how would you say it? Her, her, the things she's done, the things she's written have kind of, you know, dealt with things and like the, oh, I was fuck up how to say it, like the Latinx community and um, mm-hmm. kind of Latino community and different things. So um, so this will be interesting to see what else she can do because I think Gentified had a lot of fall, a big following and uh, was well liked from, and that was on Netflix. For those who didn't know, so um, I don't know, it should be interesting and keep an eye on what comes out from her. Yeah, yeah. And then lastly, uh, this was interesting and it kind of confused me. I was trying to read it and I'm still not sure I understand it. But Francis McDormand could be the first person to be nominated for Best Picture and um, Acting Oscars consecutively. And from what I read in this article, there's some way where I guess it's a matter of uh, how do they say it? How she? Um, some, oh God! It, it's it's what depends on what she's put in and how they classify her performance in some of her upcoming roles. But I was trying to understand. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay. Um, okay. Because I'm. I, oh, sorry. No, no, go ahead. Oh, I was fearing that you know, her being part of the tragedy of Macbeth. And possibly the uh, lead actress nomination could be, right? I guess the way it would go, similar to how she was in Nomadland last year and up right. for lead actress. That's interesting. Right. Yeah. So she could be. Yeah. It, it's. It's. Yeah. I was still confused, but it's just a matter of, I guess, which category. Um, she can make the switch to. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. And that is an interesting tidbit to sort of formulize. Right, yeah. Um, Over in our box office news, uh, Marvel's Eternals took this weekend with $27 which is still in the lead. Definitely a decline, but being first is is what counts (laughs) in that regard. Um, And then we have a slew of, looks like, HBO trailers. So Clue is in, I think I've heard of two projects, but not the other two. Okay, so yeah, I'll run through them. Um, the first one that we have down is called Life of Crime, and I think the full title is Life of Crime, 1984 to 2020. And so this is an original documentary by HBO, and it follows the life of three people, uh, Freddie, Rob, and uh, Delirious, and it kind of shows their struggles on the, um, I think they're in Newark, New Jersey, 
and there's a drug epidemic going on at the time and it kind of leads up until you know 2020 like the, the dates say but the um the trailer's kind of it's gritty it looks like it was a, a rough time they show them in abandoned houses and on the streets selling drugs and um, doing what they have to do to get money for that so uh, hmm. That should be interesting. That comes out on the 30th of November at 10 p.m. And I, th- I think since it's a documentary, it's just just one thing. So that should be interesting. Uh, secondly, and this is one that will probably make a lot of people upset. This one is titled Black and Missing. And this one follows the multiple cases around the nation of Black people that go missing that we never hear of and then unfortunately are never found. But this... Uh, follows a foundation called Black and Missing and, and just kind of follows them on their fight to raise awareness about marginalized missing persons cases. So, um, yeah, and this, this is a series, a documentary series. So uh, it's pretty, pretty deep trailer. They get, you know, they talk, they hit on some of the cases and just um, news coverage and how it happens. And so, mm-hmm. I don't know. That's November 23rd, but that comes out on HBO Max. So. Okay. Um, then there's another one, Music Box, HBO again. And it is like six films and it follows big movie, not movie, I'm going to say big music things. Like, um, like so there's Woodstock, there's, there's Jagged, um, they talk about DMX, Kenny G, um, and Juice World, the rapper who passed away a couple years ago. So um, the first one of those would have been, it would stop 1999. So then there's another one, Jagged comes out November 18. So, and so they keep going, but um, I don't know. That's a, that should be interesting to just kind of see how music has changed and our connection to it throughout the years. So it should be interesting. <laughs> And then lastly, this was a, one that really interested me because uh, I had heard about this director a while ago and her story is that she was a young woman um, who, was, who was a director and she uh, was, was murdered um, in 2006. And so, but she was kind of just getting the ball rolling on a career when this happened. So this documentary looks at her life growing up films that she made and that she acted in and i'm, I'm sure unfortunately they talk about her death so yes i'm i'm just not remembering that she was the director of waitress yes yeah <laughs> i vaguely remember her dying but i definitely don't know the the details right yeah so it's a pretty sad story and i'm sure documentary could do a much better job than i can so uh, gotcha well, the only thing I had was, uh, given this was the 20th anniversary of Xbox, they released a teaser for the upcoming um, Halo series. As we all know, Halo was sort of the first exclusive yeah. from Xbox, a big franchise, and it's getting an official uh, television adaptation at Paramount+. Plus. So the teaser's not much, it just shows... Um, the Master Chief character sort of getting suited up. Um, but he would be played by Pablo Schreider, who we know from American Gods and The Orange is the New Black. So he'll be playing Master Chief. But th- that's all we know. It's like a 20-second teaser, but it should be streaming sometime next year. So 
All right, let's get into our second segment, which is Streams of the Week. All right, I'll start here. Um, I did not stream a lot given I was out of town, but I made it a mission to at least start the new series, Mayor of Kingstown on Paramount Plus. This stars Jeremy Renner, Diane Weist, um, Kyle Chandler, other faces I recognize, but names I never really know. Um, And it's about a town in Michigan where the largest revenue of income is the prison system and examines basically sort of like the industrial prison complex in this country and how it affects everybody everyone in the city is affected the different players and whatnot um renner's character his family sort of control that universe um as sort of policemen and other officials they make deals with criminals inside and out to make sure this world goes as smoothly as possible which means you know least amount of violence or or corruption to those in the system so it's a really interesting series and they do something with the story in the first episode that i was not expecting so the first two episodes are available now on paramount plus i'll have to check that out yeah. All right, so I got into just two movies this week, really not too much streaming. Um, and the first of those movies was a movie called The Other Lamb, and this had been on my Hulu list forever. And uh, background about this movie, the, it's about a cult where there's one leader um, and his, oh, I cannot pronounce his first name, but it's... Um, I don't know how it's pronounced, either Michael Heisman or Michelle Heisman, but he was in, it's been a lot of stuff recently. He was in The Flight Attendant. I know he was in The Haunting of Hill House. Um, I don't know. If you saw him, you may recognize him. He's, he's really oh, okay. tall. Yeah, I think he's he's Dutch. But um, so, yeah, he is the leader of this cult, and all the other women, all the other people in the cult are women, and they're divided into two groups. Um the, the wives and the sisters. The sisters are younger and they wear blue dresses and the wives are older and wear red dresses. And uh, well, the story really focuses around one young, one of the younger sisters whose name is Sella and uh, she kind of gains the attention of the shepherd, which is what they call the leader. And uh, she's kind of curious about her mother and what happened to her and where she is and about her having died during um, childbirth, which is what she was told, and um, it's just—it's really interesting. As it goes on, you see different things that um, they happen, and his manipulation and the control he has over them, and um, everybody wants his attention. And then uh, Sela kind of falls out of favor when she has her first period, and you know she has to go live in this like little hut, and she's deemed unclean. So it's really—it's really really interesting, and then. Things take a wild turn at the end, which I won't spoil for anybody that wants to watch it, but it's, uh, it's a wild ending, but I enjoyed it. Okay. The second movie I watched, uh, once again, this was on Hulu, 
was called Miss Purple. This was a really interesting one. This is about a young woman uh, who lives in Koreatown in Los Angeles. And she, at a young age, was abandoned by her mother and lived with her brother and her father. And uh, her father, we don't know necessarily what's happened to him, but he's sick. He's quite literally on his deathbed. And she takes care of him while also working at like a karaoke bar, karaoke bar and she's in a bad relationship. It's, it's really kind of interesting. And what happens is that she gets overwhelmed because the like uh, nurse that comes to help take care of her father says that it's too much, that he needs to be in hospice. And so she reconnects with her estranged brother who she uh, hasn't talked to in a while and they kind of come back together and um, we see their relationship form and eventually fall apart again. But uh, it's really interesting. And I'm sure it's a film that uh, captures, how would I say this? What a lot of people go through. Not, uh, not that everybody is working in a karaoke bar and on that, but you know, people taking care of their parents as they age. It's a it's a strange thing to witness and live through. So mm -hmm. gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. I think I've heard of that before. Yeah. It's pretty decent. So Yeah, I definitely have to dive into Hulu's uh movie archive. They have a lot of different exceptional films. Right, yeah. And sometimes, a lot of times, you will hit some duds, but. Uh, <laughs> and speaking of films, that leads us to our next section uh, No Concessions. So, what movie are you recommending for us this week? This one is a show that I know I've talked about before, but it is called Baptiste, and it comes on PBS. I think it's actually a, a BBC show, but um, it's about. Uh, a cop who just won't stay retired. He's an older man and he's kind of like a specialist in what he does. And uh, this season featured Fiona Shaw, which everybody knows she's really good. And this story was nuts. It talks about nationalism, uh, kind of racism, and there's just a whole bunch of <clears throat> twists and just kind of the way that the internet and technology can be used for such damaging ways. And, uh, it takes place in Hungary, so they're dealing with right-wing fanatics, and it's it's really good. I like it, and mm -hmm. what's crazy is that like the twist in it, you should be able to pick up on them, but every time there's another one, you're just like, how the hell did I miss that? But um, but no, it, it's decent. So unfortunately, PBS doesn't have like a, they have a streaming network, but they're they're really weird about it. Um, they don't they don't replay things, so. You'd have to get the streaming network or buy the DVDs or something. It's it's annoying. Mm, gotcha. <laughs> All right, we'll take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll continue with our future presentation. <laughs> All right, we are back with our future presentation. We've been trying to celebrate. American um, Native Heritage Month and by watching certain films and we had a list mm -hmm. here um, last week we talked about skins and I wanted to watch something else but never got the chance to did you get to watch anything yes I did I watched uh, Wind River 
Oh, yes. Okay. So I know I've heard a lot about this movie, um, but never seen it. But go ahead and sort of expound on what this film is and how it sort of it's sort of a uh, place in the canon of Native American representation in film. Okay. So this film takes place on the Wind River Indian Reservation in Wyoming, which is an actual place. And um, the, it stars Jeremy Renner, who is a, uh, an, a tracker for like the Wild Fish and Wildlife Service. So he tracks animals, mainly things that could do harm to cattle. And while he is tracking he comes across blood and then human footprints which leads him to the body of a young woman who is just out in the middle of a remote area and um you know it shows she's 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 already suffering from frostbite her feet are black and blue um she's not in proper clothing and there's blood on her pants and you know we eventually learned that she had been raped and um so what happens from there is that he goes back, tells the town people, and then they call the FBI, and that's where, um, oh my God, what's her name? Elizabeth Olsen. That's right, yeah? Yeah. Mm -hmm. She comes in. She's the FBI agent that they send out. Um, she initially is very unprepared because she doesn't have the right clothing on. She's just flown in from Las Vegas. It's all very much a rush and last minute. And so they take the girl in, take her to the autopsy they get that done and this is kind of where we run into the first problem because for the fbi to send more people out to investigate they need it to be considered a homicide or a murder but the coroner can't legally do that because she didn't die by the hands of anybody else she died because her lungs burst from the frigid air she was running away her lungs crystallized and she quite literally drowned to death in her own blood oh wow yeah so no one is initially charged with her death, but things shake up um, and Elizabeth Olsen's character is like, well, if we don't get somebody out here, you're not gonna get any help. So she decides to stay and she kind of takes under her case and um, they go about this, just kind of questioning townspeople and they visit her parents' house. And this is a really interesting and kind of hard to watch scene, but they talk to her father. And this was interesting because it's kind of hitting on the relationship between white people that live outside of the reservation and, you know, the Native Americans that live on it. And her father, you know, says, every time you guys come to check on us or talk to us, you always start your conversations off in an insulting way. And so, and what we get is like Elizabeth Olsen's talking to the deceased girl's father, just saying that, you know, how could you let her out of your control? What was your, why was your relationship stronger? She was only 18. She was barely an adult and, you know, you weren't keeping track of her. And, um, so that, that goes off, and then she's like, well, can I speak to her mother? And she's, uh, he's like, yeah, sure, you know what, go ahead. She's in the bedroom. So Elizabeth Olsen cracks open the door, and um, the girl's mother is sitting on the edge of the bed in a white nightgown, just slicing at her arms. and just you know, <gasps> Oh, my gosh. Yeah, just cutting herself, just kind of showing, you know, that, you know, she's going through turmoil. Like, they aren't careless people. They love this girl. It's just, this is what happened. And so... <laughs> So then there are a group of brothers, I believe, or friends, and they're kind of druggies, and they uh, live just down the road, like in a trailer, and these are the first people that they um, they go after in terms of, like, oh, who who could have done this? And that turns mm -hmm. into this big shootout, and um, 
her brother was actually one of the people in there. And he hadn't known yet. He did. He had no clue that what had happened to his sister. So Jeremy Renner's character broke it to him just blunt. Just said, we found your sister murdered and raped, you know, just out there in the distance. And um, it's very harsh. Very, it's, it's a very brutal movie. Not, not so bad, but it's very blunt. And just the mm-hmm. way the movie kind of fits with the landscape, if that makes sense. Because it's just, it's just harsh. Like it's, yeah. Yeah, everything's cold. But then things start to come together. We learn more about Jeremy Renner's character, and he has a young boy who's half Native American, and um, and he lost a daughter that we learn. Or, ooh, I think she was his daughter. But yeah, he 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 had lost somebody in a in a similar fashion. Just and um, he 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 has a different connection to these people than um, a lot of the other white people that come onto the reservation. And since you know, I don't want to ruin it, but we learn more about who she was with and um, what happened to her and why she was running away. And it just, it builds up and it's a, it's a very good, good movie. But in terms of how it connects to Native Americans and kind of the canon of their films, it, it's interesting because it's, it's not a super white savior movie. It is hitting on problems that that happened on their um, the reservations because in the very end the title card comes up that says that it says something along the lines that um, oh, what does it say it, it says something along the lines of that every oh yes uh, it shows that um, you know there are missing person statistic for every demographic except Native American women. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So nobody knows the true number, but every once in a while, you know, they're finding these women on dead on reservations or outside of the reservations in Wyoming, Montana, the Dakotas. And you can even go into Canada and it's the same thing. But, uh, but yeah, so it hits on that. But I don't know if I would call it a white savior film because Jamie Renner's character is not coming in and saving the day. He's he's kind of embedded himself with these people and they trust him and they talk to him like one of their own. And Elizabeth Olsen's character, she, she gets shot and she's mostly just in the way. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but I, I did read a little bit where there was, the, the real backlash came from a writer who wrote for um, High Country News who was just kind of like a, I think it's like an independent magazine and he's kind of saying like, why do you know, non-native directors keep trying to tell our stories. You know, mm-hmm. why do they all have you know, Indians dying? So um, I don't know. It was interesting, but it, it got mostly good reviews. It, it's really good. It's a, it's a, from start to finish. It's, it's, you're hooked. So I would definitely recommend it. Yeah, I've always seen it sort of herald as as one of Renner's. You know better films and and one of Olsen's as well as you know she's quite young in her career and and got that the acting job I'll definitely look into that it's one I've, I've been meaning to always watch but right. never when you, watched before when you watch it you will definitely be like um who there's nobody else they could have picked for Jamie Renner's character I don't think anybody else really would have worked oh wow but, okay uh, he, he nails it. So yeah, it's good. 
you know, definitely add it to my endless list. Yeah. <laughs> All right, before we get out of here, what are you streaming for the weekend? Okay, so I think Friday, uh, Cowboy Bebop comes on, and I've tried my hardest not to look at reviews or anything, and so I'm just going to go into it fresh and uh, you know, hope for the best. I loved the animated series when I was younger, so I'm hoping that it, it does it justice. Um, and then on HBO Max, I, like, I swear I forgot that I had that streaming service, but um, they have a new series called Love Life, which kind of follows, I think the whole title, the tagline is like millennials dealing with relationships and life, which so many shows do the same shit, but I know I'm still going to watch it. So, Yeah, I've heard really good things about the second season of that show. So. Okay. Uh, well, for me this weekend, um, the Will Smith film King Richard arrives in theaters and HBO Max on the 19th. So I think I'll kick back and watch that. Probably be like a family type thing. Yeah. Um, also on the 19th, The Will of Time on Amazon begins. That's their upcoming big budget fantasy, ser- fantasy series based on the books. <clears throat> And then Showtime has a new series called Yellow Jackets that I've heard a lot about and definitely want to get into. It talks about a um, a group of, uh, well, a female soccer team, I believe, was on a trip and they wind up stranded on an island. And then it talks about those women as adults later and basically the sort of the secrets they've held all these years around the traumatic experience. So I know it stars Juliette Lewis, Christina Ricci, and Tony Cypress as some of the uh, actors. So that's definitely a good cast. Strong whatchamacallit vibes. Oh my God, Lord of the Flies. Yes, definitely. Yeah, so I'm definitely looking forward to that. Um, we want to thank you for listening to this episode of Is the Trimble Life podcast with Brandon and Lauren. You can always learn more about our show on all platforms where podcasts are available and rate and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Um, you want to see more, you can always go to our website, streamablelife.wordpress.com. Uh, next week, we will continue our film uh, dive into the native experience um, with my second pick which you'll find out next week. (laughs) Well, until then, keep streaming. Thank you for listening to another edition of It's a Streamable Life. If you like what you hear, rate, review, subscribe, and share our podcast on Apple Podcasts and all other major platforms. And for more content, follow us on our socials at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr at AS Life Podcast. Mm-hmm.